Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Everyday Novelist. It has been so long, and you're about to find out why NaNoWriMo was a very interesting adventure punctuated by some other very interesting adventures. You're about to get a rapid feed of five days that we actually got together to talk for the Nano Gang, and then at the end we'll do a postmortem, give you an update on what all's going on here, and then we'll get back to questions. Now we only have two. So, it's time for you guys, assuming that you're still out there, to step up and send in questions so we can get this train back on track and running through 2023. So that's, uh, that's what I'm hoping anyway. Happy New Year, everybody, and here you go. Here is the first episode of what was supposed to be the Nano Gang 2022. Enjoy. All right, we're recording the first episode of the Nano Gang for November of 2022. Oh my God, we're getting old. And we're, we're... a wee gang this year. Wee. Yep. <laughs> this is Jay Daniel Sawyer for the Nano Gang. And this, this is Gail Carragher. Yes, and this year it's just us. Just the two of us, but that's okay. <laughs> we can handle it. We're good. Oh yeah, well, God. Oh, we're going to have fun. I'm, we are. Up until f- four hours ago, I had no idea what the hell I was going to write either, so... Up until and, about 10 minutes ago, I thought I was writing one thing, and now it turns out I'm writing something else, so <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is nano for you, right? Yep. Well, well, okay, well, uh, why don't you go first? What are you going to be writing this year? Uh, so I'm going to be cagey about what exactly the project is. We'll mm-hmm. see if I can stay cagey about it, but um, it is it is a book in an existing series, and I had sort of set it up to be one relationship, and I actually got inspired to write a different relationship for one of the same characters. Nice. And so as I was telling uh, Dan slightly before we started, I think this may be my my poly romance. I've said I was going to do one at some <laughs> point, and I think it might be this one. So Those of us who know you in the real world have been waiting for years. <laughs> Waiting a while, while for this one. So, um, but I mean, up to up to this point, the only poly romance you ever wrote was your first um, author bio. (laughs) That's right, my harem (laughs) of Armenian lovers. That's right. Yes, that's true. Um, Yeah. So, so this is exciting, and um, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, So I think it's going to be told in uh, present day and flashbacks. And what I am planning on writing first is the flashback section, but it'll probably be intercut with the present day. Nice. That's that's how I think it's working. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I've spent the the last month generating ideas and all of them, uh, and all of them have suffered the central failing that I wanted to write another Heinlein juvenile this year, because I've only got two and it's time for number three. And everything that I was coming up with was far, far too adult. So um, I had given up this afternoon. I decided I was just going to write the final book in the Clark Lantham series. And of course, as soon as I did that, um, I had the idea for this one. It's called uh, the tentative title, which will probably change as these things always do, is uh, called Salvage Rats. And uh, it's about a... um, 
a kid who's uh, from a family who's got a business um, picking salvage in a uh, far future civilization that's highly technological and has just been devastated by the equivalent of the Black Death. And so they've lost a lot of human capital and the uh, salvage rats are the ones that are on the make, but they are, of course, untouchables. Um, and uh, it's uh, this this kid is going to get the is going to hear about a mother load of salvage and it's going to turn into a treasure hunt. Or he and his buddies are going to run off and sort of do the Goonies thing looking for this mother load of salvage. And I've uh, I've already got uh, 900 words on the background of the civilization and the customs for his particular social class and the um, the bifurcation between the untouchables who are doing the work and the beautiful ones who are not. And um, and with the added complication, usually when you got that kind of split, it the untouchables are poor. But in this case, the untouchables are the ones that are doing productive work. So it's much more like the Jews in medieval Europe, where the untouchables are very wealthy, or at least have a pathway to wealth that everyone else who's sort of sitting in the ashes of the old civilization don't. But they've got culture. So that should uh, that should generate some interesting conflicts, I think. Yeah, that sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. It's uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to see see where this goes and it, of course like you would start thinking about what you're actually going to write and then the the Ushani new project that's it sort of pops in and it's mm -hmm. like that's exactly what happened to me I was like I I basically had two projects that I or I had three possible projects I was thinking about for Nano and I was basically just like which one's going to come to the fore um, uh -huh. And then I had, you know, this epiphany, <laughs> this epiphany moment where I, I saw these two characters in the past as kids. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's what I want to write. I want to mm -hmm. write. I want to write them and their like childhood romance and then becoming estranged and then mm -hmm. getting back together again. Nice. Later um, but in the current day of the one of the characters, he's already started a relationship with somebody else. So like it's going to have to it's going to be complicated. But we'll see. We'll see if I can do it. Nice. Um, if 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 it doesn't work out, then I'm I'm writing a love triangle, and uh, one of them is <laughs> one of them's going to be rejected and disappointed. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Either way, it'll be fun. But Ma so macro plot structure is this going to be a category romance, or is this going to be an, a relationship undergirding an adventure or a murder mystery? Or oh, this what? is cat. This is this is category. Rom oh, I mean, category romance is a very specific thing, and I don't I don't write it, but it is going to be a romance. It's going to be genre romance. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, and and anybody who's listening who comes to this out of my my fan base is probably going to be able to guess who it is as we go along because <laughs> as it turns out, really terrible at keeping secrets. Um, no. But you know, all of you out there who are listening to this are listening to this because you're writers. So cone of silence. Um, because honestly, I don't know where I'm going with this or how long it's going to take to finish, and I don't I don't want to. I don't want to taunt people with the next book in a series that they love when I don't know when it's going to come out. <laughs> I know how that is. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. But I'm, I am excited about it. And I'm really excited about the, the childhood flashback relationship. So nice. that that's what I'm inspired to write first. So, so that's, that's my project. However, this is me. Mm -hmm. So I also decided to throw down another challenge on myself for this oh. nano. 
Um, so what I'm going to do this year is try to dictate this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. So instead of like giving myself the usual nano 1800 or whatever, how many mm -hmm. words is it each day you're supposed to do? Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's 1865 or 1765 or something like that. Yeah. So 2000 is what Dan and I usually both target. Um, I actually blocked out time, two hour time blocks instead hmm. when and I just have to dictate for those two hours. That's what I'm doing as sort of my version of the nano is like really try not to type, just to dictate. Um, Interesting. And we'll see. Uh, I, I come at this from having recently been on a writing retreat where I was talking to a fellow author who has similar sort of like repetitive stress and kind of carpal mm -hmm. tunnel and stuff to me to what i have developed in the past and what i am staring down the long barrel of in the future if i keep keep typing as much as i type and so um and she had switched to dictating and she had switched to dictating in exactly the way that i would like to try which is oh, cool using the max native ios dictation software and mm -hmm. scrivener and so hmm. um i'm gonna give it a go she taught me the trick of turning on uh the dictation software so that it doesn't pause and stop itself when you do mm. so that it's just like always on which mm -hmm. has already caused me a couple of problems because if i forget and leave it on then suddenly it will start dictating a thing <laughs> <laughs> suddenly suddenly your cat's toilet habits are in the middle of your novel in the middle of the book yeah so i have do have to remember to like pause it and stuff but um but yeah so that's that is the, what i'm gonna do this nano and i'm i'm kind of excited about it i i have been sort of loosely dictating like emails and nonfiction and stuff, but this will mm -hmm. be my first real stab at dictating fiction. Um, so we'll see how it goes. And of course I can edit and do stuff, you know, by typing, mm -hmm. but I'm trying not, to, I'm trying to lay the fresh words down with my voice instead of my fingertips. Nice. We'll see how it goes. For me, it's a matter of getting back into the fiction groove. I've bumped in and out of it a few times this year which is way better than the previous year but i've got four, not including the one that i'm about to start for this i've got four novels in progress and i've i'm dying to finish them um especially since one of them is the completion of a series and one of them is the launch of a new series um so i'm dying to finish them so i'm hoping that i can get a really good groove established again so that I can basically write through all the snow this winter. Because uh, this this summer was absolutely mad with building and digging and building and digging and all that fun stuff. And now we're at least minimally viable and we won't freeze to death. So time to time to get back into the groove. So that's that's more or less what I'm hoping. So I don't have a second major uh challenge for myself it's just actually reestablish the habit is that's the that's not me. a bad challenge though dana especially you know looking at like setting it up as just to get yourself back in training right. essentially so that you have yeah. you have you know 
the capacity True. going forward yeah right? switching modes like that can't it's not always easy no that's true it's going to be the interesting part is that of course this uh, of course this idea which can't comes to me is nowhere near the emotional headspace that i'm in so tell me about if, it if if i was near the emotional headspace i was in i would be finishing the book that i started at our last nano in february because I'm very much in that mode, but I want to do a fresh project and get it through so I can remember how that's done. Um, and so hopefully I'll be able to slide sideways into this as a form of professional discipline and play acting, even though emotionally and mentally I'm in a completely other space. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a sim somewhat similar version of that, I guess I would say. So I'm mm. coming off the back of the last, so I've been heavily writing nonfiction recently. Mm -hmm. The last fiction project I finished was a three book series that was all very interconnected and came, came out really well. And I'm really happy with it, but it, it's not as unhinged and funny as mm -hmm. <laughs> this current series is. Uh huh. And so I need to climb, sort of climb back into that the the like silly funniness of it and with yeah. this particular character as my main character he needs to be he's very bright and sparkly and and snarky and funny nice um but i think one of the reasons i was very attracted to writing the pat his past first is i can i can i can showcase how he became the person that he is mm -hmm. um by making him be a little bit more serious and quieter and and kind of a little bit broken this is a series that often right. has characters with broken pasts and so i can kind of sort of show how his his sparkle unicornness is a bit of a facade for coping with the world that he's developed as he's become older nice. um, so and i think that will allow me to also warm up to and remind myself of you know the character and and how to how to write this series <laughs> for a lack of a better way of putting it you know cool so it is a similar kind of thing where i like need to refine to the groove but essentially it's the groove for this book fortunately mm -hmm. i'm going to also be rereading the previous book in the series and i also left myself a notes of a couple of other books that i like that kind of have this kind of character in them so mm -hmm. so i have i have some little side reading projects to go along oh with boy. writing this one um so yeah it's gonna be i give myself a lot of work to do with this so we'll see we'll see how it goes um because it's also cool. a it's a crazy month so i'm launching a book right now I have oh, a lot of hmm. other stuff going on with family and yeah that I've sort got, of thing so yeah uh, i've got a lot of stuff going on with family and i've got uh final final prep for winter which starts to hit with a vengeance here next week and then after that's here i've still got a building to finish um cool. but we also have books to write because in the end we are fiction authors that is our uh -huh. job and so yes. um so yeah part of me for nano is is to just remind myself that like what i do is i write fiction and uh um you know i can't just yep. let it keep letting it slide so yep you and me so, in the same boat yep we have so, had we have had lots of similar seasons like this or, or sure have. Where, where we just say we fall off the wagon same year or within a year of each other and keep having to struggle back on so as this is nanocast should we 
kind of go over some of the basics, like how we mm. write and what we're doing to plan for these projects? Sure. Uh, go for, uh, you go Should ahead. I start? Okay. Yeah. So it, it's like, I, I mentioned this already, but I'm going to be trying dictation. But in general, I write using Scrivener. That's my program of choice. Um, and I tend to usually write pretty linearly. So with this particular project, my plan is to write the backstory linear, linearly. Um, and then I'll probably write the modern story linearly, and then I'll intercut between the two. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that is as, as sort of flashbacks, uh, present past flashbacks. So that's that's kind of how I'm planning on doing it right now. Mm -hmm. um, I have some notes that past me left for myself. So when past me was writing the previous book in the series, uh, th thankfully, she decided to leave me notes for the future. Um, <laughs> I love it when she Excellent. Does Excellent. Sometimes she leaves me work to do in the future, but in this case, she left me some helpful <laughs> little notes. So I am working off of a Scrivener doc that has, let me just take a look at it, that has about a thousand words worth of notes. And then um, the actual project, I'm already about 600 words in just from sort of some outlining and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. um, that's my launch. So my launch is not actually zero, but but I always figure for Nano that the, those of us who are outliners tend to have wordage on the page before yeah. we start because that's how we prep for this kind of thing. So that's how I prep for Nano. And those are the tools I use. I use a little laptop. And um, yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's that's how I'm starting. So what about you? What's your what's your setup and like well, plan? Well, this part so part of getting back into the groove, the lat the books that I've all got in progress, they're all deep deep context, deep world building type of stuff. So I've got hundreds of you know, for, it's an overstatement, tens of pages of notes for every one page of story. And so this one, I'm trying to get back to the pulp discipline. And so it's I'm going to go right through, you know, linearly, start to finish, and uh, see if I can't um, keep ahead of myself and outwit myself at the best in the right places. So I've got about a thousand words worth of notes on the world. Um, and this is a We've been at this long enough, both as uh, writers and as academics or pseudo-academics, that uh, you know, 20, 20, 30 years of doing this stuff, you figure out how to make every single sentence of your notes a haiku, <laughs> um, or or at more more like a koan, where they they imply wor entire worlds in one or two sentences. Mm -hmm. So this is not like a thousand words of notes I would have done ten or fifteen years ago. This is like a thousand words of notes, as if I was dictating them to be memorizable to last through the Fahrenheit four fifty one book apocalypse. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so although it's only about a thousand words of notes, I'd say probably practically speaking, if I was to write it all out in full and plain English for someone else to read, it would come out to probably five or 6,000 words, which is more than enough notage to get a whole book out of as long as the, as long as you take care of the plot as it unfolds along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially if you're, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting thing and we'll probably have conversations about this as we go along in terms of whether you're, you're a pantser or a plotter as are the terms that, that a lot of authors use. And I think a lot of us, when we are 30 odd books in, 
are just a kind of loose amalgam of these two mm-hmm. things because like we we now trust our own voices and we trust our own habits and our ingrained knowledge of narrative mm-hmm. beats and stuff like that to just spit the darn thing out. Um, yep. So I really don't have very much of a concrete outline. And yeah. of course, this is in an existing universe for me. So I right. know all of the, the world history and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. I, uh, I have very little to start with. It's real yeah. rare for me to start a book with, with you know, 600 words on the page, but mm-hmm. I'm feeling fine about it. Yep. So I've, I have come up with a theory about pantsers versus plotters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, there's basically three different species. Wait, wait, wait. Hold that thought because okay. you have to answer one other question really quickly, which is yes. how are you writing this? What are what are you what program are you using? And open and office. You use open office. So you just yeah. write linearly and yep. essentially a word doc kind of style. Pretty much, yep. And on a laptop or yep. what do you yeah? Yep. Okay. I'm 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 on a little laptop out here and my outdoor office, which is a covered uh covered porch with a wood heater, um out in front of my power shack on my homestead up on the mountaintop where Nobody, everybody. I'm I'm looking at Dan's face, and it's all I can see is his screen lit face. Yeah, hopefully this. Hopefully, sometime this month, I'll add lighting in here so you can actually see me. Since we're doing these late at night, kind of nice because it feels like we're sitting around a campfire (laughs) or something. I I I have a fire right here, just off screen. I believe you. All right, so uh, so now that we've got the the basics covered, uh, talk to me about your theories. Your the three. Okay, so there's the. There's the uh, early writer who's either either tries to be a pantser or a plotter, but always winds up being an outliner for a while because they don't have the story structure that they're telling internalized. And then there's the the second species is the writer who's been around the block a few thousand times and he's got their story structure internalized. So they tend to only outline if they're learning a new structure. Like a mystery, you're switching to mystery or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then there's this third category. They're the, let's call them the blockbuster writers. They're the people who are writing to, um, to blockbuster film type formulas and blockbuster novel type formulas. And they've, you know, they've got to have the first, uh, the first romantic beat on page 20 and the first major action beat on page a hundred. And they've got a predetermined set of number of pages they've got to hit. And so those people seem to me to tend to work the material to death before they actually sit down and basically fill in the adjectives. Yeah, it's that's kind of more kind of formula writing, and there's mm-hmm. and to be fair, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with oh, it. Not if that's what works for yeah. you. But yeah, or beat writing or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're. I think that's that's an interesting, um, interesting distinctions. Um, yeah, I, I definitely fall into the second camp at this yeah, me too. in my life. Although I do consider myself an outliner. And what will probably happen since Nano, we're supposed to spit out fifty k, which for me is at least half of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that tends to mean that that during the course of this nano, I will be developing an outline. Some sort of outline will begin to materialize because mm-hmm. that's kind of how I write. My brain, as I'm writing the current stuff, my brain will start to think about you right. know, where where another scene needs to be in the future, and I'll just start plopping scenes in and stuff yep. like that. Yeah, I, I tend to plop plop one sentence notes to myself down after a break bar at the end of the manuscript. And um, then when I get down to the break bar, I look at the notes and I'm like, okay, so this, I've obviously set up this thread, this thread, and this thread, and I've got to, got to yank on those for the next scenes. 
Yeah, I remember this from our last nano. You were talking about this mm -hmm. kind of style of technique where you just sort of, and I think both of us are, I will occasionally do that too. Although my technique is to reread what I wrote the previous mm -hmm. day. Um, and then that reminds me where I am and where I want to go. But sometimes it's interesting. You know, we've, we've talked, we've talked a lot about both of us doing that, but I, it occurs to me that I think we do it differently and for different reasons. Mm go on you um if i understand you correctly and please correct me if i don't you are rereading the previous day's work to sort of get into the rhythm and refine the uh refine all the mental threads yes yes yeah that's a different reason than i do it and it's to get into the voice so i mean yeah. i as a narrator author just in general have a strong mm -hmm. standard voice but i also have a different kind of voice that because I, I very much have yeah. three universes I write in mm -hmm. and I pretty much stick, stick to those. And I need a different voice if I am writing yep. steampunk than I need if I am writing the urban fantasy modern day yep. that I need and if I'm writing this future sci-fi. You know, so, I know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so for me, it's just because I don't know what I've done that day, what I've edited that day, what emails I've responded to or whatever, or what like language has informed my brain during the earlier part of the day because i usually write in the afternoons um and so by the time i get to the fiction writing i just want to make sure that my voice is clean and consistent yeah. for the universe i'm writing in and so okay. that's why i do the rereading most so so there is there is then a venn diagram between us and why we do the rereading because uh it, it, and it's at the voice i do it for voice mood and theme voice mood and theme yep I don't, I don't normally go into a book intending themes. I let them emerge. And so mm. when I'm rereading, what I'm looking for is what's going on under the surface so I can continue to develop whatever, whatever is going on. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. No, in my case, and again, like this is so theme for me yeah i don't always have because i don't tend to, i don't always write high rarely i should say write high concept mm -hmm. so you know like my themes are usually pretty germane to my brand as an author right, right. it's usually found family it's usually like finding your own identity and how you fit into the world you know they're, they're, they tend to be mm -hmm. those kinds of narratives no matter what um you know it's only really like recently like i do high concept occasionally but mm -hmm. it's relatively rare for me so I tend to kind of have the theme as part of my as part of my DNA as an author. So that's mm -hmm. going to come out no matter what. I don't really need to think about that. Um, so, yeah, for me, it is mostly to reclaim voice and then sort of secondarily to get an idea of where I want to go next, because if I right. know where I've been, I know where I'm going. Um, <clears throat> so um, so but, that, yeah. but then I, I also as I get more complicated, usually that's when I start to need the outline because mm -hmm. So the theme, the theme trick for me, I discovered it while I was doing down from 10 because I got to day nine and I knew, I, I knew what the solution to the mystery was, but I had no idea how to end the thing because I was having, I was having, I wrote it so fast and I, because I wrote the whole thing in 28 days. Uh -huh. And it's all over the place in terms of ideas and stuff. And they all feel like they're connected. But I was doing it so fast, I didn't know why they were connected. So I didn't know how to end the book. Huh. And so um, I started jumping back and forth and rereading it. And that's um, and, and I discovered that a theme had emerged in the writing. 
And that theme was what I had to serve in addition to the plot resolution in order for the ending to work. Um, and um, I then, it wasn't too long after that, that I read uh, A History of Writing Star Trek II by Nicholas Meyer. He wrote a, it was a chapter in his uh, autobiography. And when he was writing Star Trek II, he was literally just trying to do a good scene for everybody. <laughs> it, it, with with a cool submarine plot and then in the in the editing room he realized that it was a, a film about life and death and about <laughs> facing death and he didn't know this the whole time but once he <laughs> once he lit upon this in the editing room he re-edited the whole film to bring those elements up to the surface and that gave us the film that we've got and so um since since then, when I read back, um, and I'm not specifically trying to to find plot details. Usually, what I'm doing is I'm listening for, and I I think of everything in terms of music. I'm listening for those little sort of uh, bassoon notes in the background that are going to build and swell to be the theme that encompasses everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, and it's not. It's often, I mean, you've read enough of my books, you know, it's often not a propositional theme Mm -hmm. um, as much as it is an emotional theme that touches many different propositions in life and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, 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 that's really interesting. Well, uh, we're giving people a real good insight into how you and I talk about uh, craft and writing and narrative Uh right out the bat here. And we're both exhausted, so uh, I think we're doing pretty good, but we we probably should wrap it up before we we start waffling. (laughs) We probably should. So I'll log us both for zero here for day one. Yes, yes. well, I mean, day one is technically tomorrow. This will will drop later, but uh, we're actually recording this on Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Indeed. Um, But we should say to anybody listening, Listening, that um, we will also entertain questions if you have questions yes, about will. the craft or the nano experiment experience or what yep. have you um, we'll be, we're, we're happy to take them yeah we'll be recording monday wednesday and friday and if we get uh, enough questions we will just split questions up over different episodes and i'll drop them in between times yeah we so. are going to try to do our recording every single day we're trying we're going to yep. try to write every single day but we're yep. not going to try and record every day so yeah so one of these know. days we may do that again but the last yeah. couple of years have just not been those kinds of years yeah yeah we got <laughs> we got a lot on our plate uh so hopefully our lives will smooth out but this nano is not that nano so yep um yeah but it's good to have all of you along again yes let's enjoy the ride everybody all right and we'll be seeing you around all righty do 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 do